the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. I, I am returning to the IC Robots Earth Base after, after an extended, extended trip out into the wild. I want to send a big shout out to Sarah Burr, the Sausagetarian. I gotta, I gotta give it up to her for taking care of you guys when I was gone. She did the show, it was awesome. That was really a lot of fun, man. I heard that episode, and I thought it was really, really interesting to hear, hear somebody else doing my show. I thought it was great, I thought she was awesome, and I hope that, I hope that we can get her back in the uh, booth again soon for another go-round as a guest host. What a what a time to be alive, man. I hope that you guys are doing okay. I hope that you guys are doing well. The the papers in and around Santa Rosa, California, Sonoma County, where I live, are they're very positive. As far as the virus is going, we have uh, the vaccine moving around in full effect. And for a few weeks in a row, the actual factual rates of infection are going down. And that is that's exciting news. We've had the stay-at-home order lifted. We're still wearing masks. Restaurants aren't open for indoor dining. But hopefully, like, hopefully soon, if things keep going the way we're going, we might see the movie theaters opening. I might be able to go and attend a film. I might be able to go and play some video games at Scandia. I might be able to eat some pizza in an actual pizza restaurant. Wouldn't that be? That would just be insane. That would be the greatest thing ever. I can't even imagine what that's like anymore. I, I really can't. It's been like, it's been like going on a year now that we've been just like stuck at home. I, I don't know, man. I've started to venture out a bit more. We've been going to Walmart doing some toy hunting and stuff, but like, like overall things are getting better, but we're not there yet. So I still got this mundane, boring life of being stuck in the house and not even able to go do anything, but it's all it's all good, man, because things are looking up. You just gotta, you just gotta be patient. I was over, I was over at Walmart the other day. I was looking for, um, I was looking for G.I. Joes, specifically. But while I was there, I came across these, um, alien action figures by Lennard. Lennard, you might know from, uh, they do the core. The core action figures of those G.I. Joe knockoffs. They, they make a nice, low-cost toy, and I saw this... I saw this alien set. It's a tall blue xenomorph, and he comes with, like, one of the uh, alien facehuggers in, like, some kind of a, some kind of, like, a cryogenic chamber or something. And I, I was thinking, like, this was a really, really nice toy. The box, the packaging has a lot of neat alien art. It's a very attractive toy. Something, something on a kin appearance-wise to, like, a Marvel legend. And I'm looking at it, and then I, you know, I scanned it into the, uh, the thing, and I'm like, $9.99. It beeped up at $9.99, so I'm like, this is definitely coming home with me. I wanna, I wanna check out the quality of this $9.99 Lennard alien. They also had $9.99 Lennard, uh, Predators. They, they got the Predators on the shelf there. I saw, like, a glow-in-the-dark Predator and a couple of other ones, and those, those look pretty good, too. Let's, let's bust into this. Here's the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switch. Pop that open. There's one piece of tape here. Go right through that. Then there is another piece of tape over here. And then there's also one on the bottom. Three on each side. That should enable us to open up the packaging and get inside. It opens up like this. Move these flaps. And then you also move this flap for flaps. And you can pull the entire thing out. It's like a... It's a very collector-friendly packaging. Let's see. There are... There are a couple ties here on his wrist. Let's snip that one. And we'll snip this other one here. That one's harder to snip. Are there any on the feet? No, none on the feet. Might have to pull Xenomorph out a bit. Sorry for all the rustling. But there we go. I got I got him out. He popped right out. 
He's like, I'm going to say six, seven inches tall. He has articulation at the, at the way, at the hips and at the elbows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight points. If you count, count the tail nine, his head moves, but nah, man, this is a really cool alien. He's like metallic blue, Super scary looking. I like Alien a lot. I myself, I prefer the Ridley Scott Alien. I like the the grody, gross Alien more than I like the James Cameron um, adventure action movie kind of Alien. But I do, I do like those too. I just like the uh, I like the Ridley Scott gross kind of ones. Let's let's take a look at this this cryogenic chamber here. The the face huggers inside like he's some kind of a specimen. The top opens up. And he can come out. This would be good for, like, action figure photographs. This is a really, really neat-looking prop for $9.99. I thought this was just, like, a fabulous buy. You can pose him really well. He looks really creepy. He has that that spooky, wooky alien face. Really, really good buy, man. I think Lenard is kind of hitting it out of the park lately as far as, like, their low-budget, uh... Low-budget toys. I, I haven't bought any of the Predators yet, but I've seen people, like, post pictures and see him... Seem very pleased. They also, they also sell these smaller alien sets, which I, which I haven't seen with like three and three quarter inch action figures and aliens. The figures kind of look like astronauts. They kind of look like space workers and the, the xenomorphs are, are on scale with them. Oh, his mouth. His mouth opens too. Add another point of articulation. This is, this is a nice fig for the price. They have it in a bunch of different colors. That's how Lenard keeps the prices down on these and the Predators. They're, they're using the same mold over and over and over again, but they're coloring it different colors to make, like, different species of aliens. I dig it, man. You gotta cut corners where you can. You gotta get a nice product out to people. If somebody gave me this and I was a kid, I would think this is great. The alien is, like, a lot bigger than a three-and-three-quarter-inch G.I. Joe, but you could still play with him. You could still play with him with your Joes. He could be, like, some giant monster that Cobra invented or whatever, but nah, man, this is... This is dynamite. I like this a lot. What a hoot. What a hoot and a half, man. I wish I I wish I would have bought a different color one too. I wish I would have bought a predator. He's very, very posable. This alien. I'm goofing around with him on the desk right now and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. The the alien movies are great. I am such an alien fanatic. I have like three different shirts that say Nostromo. That's the ship from the, the first alien movies. I have a couple shirts that say that. And then I have a couple ones from the uh the more recent Alien movie. I just, I like Alien, dude. I think it's really great. Really scary, really creepy, really, really gross. I, I do appreciate the Jim Cameron more action-oriented ones. The wife and I were watching uh, Alien 2, Aliens, the other day on HBO, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great movie. It's really cool. So I, I dig them both. I think they're all good. I do have a preference, but uh, which one do you guys like better? Do you like the action-oriented alien, or do you like the spooky, wooky, creepy, disgusting horror movie alien? Let me know. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on the tweets, at Robots. I would love to know, dude. I would love to know what you think. It's always nice, always nice to interact with somebody, like, with, with everything going on. I feel like I, I hardly ever see anybody. I see the wife, I see the kid, I see a few other people, but, like, man, I don't see anybody anymore, and it's all... It's all weird. I got to admit that, like, it's kind of, it's kind of starting to weigh in me a little bit. I was talking to, um, I was talking to Sarah. We, we were emailing back and forth, and we were saying how, uh, this is, like, a hard time. This has been going on for a long while, and there are times that I kind of, I kind of feel like a ghost. Like a ghost just, like, floating around the neighborhood, walking the dog, doing the whatever, just kind of, 
getting around. It's getting to me, but it's going to be fine because we're going to be moving forward. And you got to you got to stay positive. Even when things are getting to you, you still got to stay positive. You still got to stay strong. That's the that's the lesson that we've learned from all this. It has been a bummer, but nothing comes from like nothing comes from ruminating on the sadness. You kind of got to you got to push it down in your heart till your heart becomes hard like a diamond. Eventually that'll kill you though. You have a heart attack someday, but you won't be you won't be sad in the now. Let's uh let's move forward in the show. What we're gonna do this week, it's kind of fun. We're gonna take a look at the top five Girl Scout cookies of all the time in space. It's Girl Scout cookie season. They're all over the house. They are all over the world. I was out at the the library, the little library that I have in front of my house. I was like reorganizing stuff. Things get knocked around. People go through there fairly frequently lately, and things get knocked around. So it's kind of I was kind of pushing things together, and this girl came up to me. She was with her mom, little Girl Scout girl, and she had a flyer, and she handed it to me and said, hey, you know, we're we're selling Girl Scout cookies down around the corner. If you need any, just text this number, and we'll drop them off. You can PayPal or whatever. So the wife and I made an order. We had them delivered to the house, and we, we, we've been munching on these a lot lately. It's really taken its toll on the, the diet. Like I like I said, we also took the flyer and I pinned it up in the window of the library. So hopefully hopefully that'll drum up some business for her. The scouts are a good group. When when 2.0 was a kid, she was a scout, Girl Scout, and she sold the cookies. She did all all kinds of fun stuff. I appreciate scouting. I myself, I only made it up to Cub Scout. I made it to Weeblos, I think was uh my highest rank. But anywho, I support the cause. Let's let's move forward. We're gonna find out what the uh well, the top five cookies of all the time and space of the Girl Scout varietals happen to be. Let's go! One time for your mind. Dot 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 one time. This ice the stack 80 home show hardcore funky that makes you want to punk a chunk. One, two, one, two, three. The top five Girl Scout cookies of all the time and space. Girl Scout cookie number five shortbread, aka The number five Girl Scout cookie of all the time and space is the shortbread, aka the trefoil. This one is far from my favorite. It is far, far, far from my favorite out of all the Girl Scout cookies, but it is. It is the wife's favorite. She loves this cookie so much. So I can always I can always count on there being like two boxes of the uh of the five that we get, I can count on two are shortbreads. Now, the shortbread is you know, it's your basic shortbread cookie. It's in the uh, shape of the Girl Scout insignia. It's it's not bad. And it does have its place. I'm not saying that it's like the dirt worst out of all the things in the world. It's fine. But that's honestly as far as I would go on this cookie. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Whenever, whenever she tells me I love this cookie the most, I go, you know... That makes me think that maybe you hate yourself a little bit. Maybe you're just kind of holding back the joy from your own life. If this is your favoriteest cookie of all the times and spaces, then I don't know. Maybe you just don't love yourself enough to like an Oreo or like a Hydrox. When you say it's your favorite cookie of all the times and all the space, you're going way beyond Girl Scout cookies. You're going out into Chips Ahoy. You're going out into uh, Otis Spunkmeyer. You're going into all these different areas. I, I don't know. It's okay, though. It's... It's a good one to like dip in your coffee if you happen to have the cookie and the coffee at the same time. It does dip pretty decently in milk, but it is like all Girl Scout cookies in that it is kind of small. So when you dip it, you dip it, you bite the half that you dipped, and then you're stuck with the other half, which you cannot dip anymore because it is a little bit too small to dip into the uh, either hot 
or cold beverage. It's all good, though. It's all good. We all have our cookie preferences. And out of all the Girl Scout cookies, this would be my least favorite. I I did, a, like, a smudge, Like a little smudge, A smudgy smudge of research on Girl Scout cookies before I, I did this episode. I, um... I went to the official Girl Scout cookie site and I looked at all the different varietals of the cookies and I realized that there are there are more than I have ever seen available. But I think that when it comes down to the actual cookie sales, the individual vendor is responsible for whatever ones they purchase. So they tend to stay away from the uh, the limited editions, the new ones. They stick with the tried and true favorites, which I absolutely understand. I think as far as I recall, you buy the cookies ahead of time and then you sell them. So you don't want to invest some of your actual factual money into like a limited edition s'mores cookie or whatever. When you know you can go ahead and sell like two or three boxes of trefoils. I dig it. I get it. But I would like to try some of these other ones. We didn't even honestly get the lemon ones around here. And I understand that those are, are fairly common in some other areas. And I, I've tried a few different Girl Scout vendors. There were the ones, you know, that were at work. There were the ones that were here. The wife has some at her work. There's ones in the neighborhood. There's like family, friends. And I've reached out to all of them. And I never even see the limit ones. I wonder if it's that the main Girl Scout office is like the cookie distributor and they choose not to get the limit ones. So that's why I never get them here. And I'm stuck with shortbread. Shortbread's number five. It's kind of it's kind of how the local McDonald's don't go all in and get McRibs for the most part. They got them during their big uh, McRib rollout recently. But they, they tend to stay away from the more, more lesser known normal year-to-year McRib uh, orders. I'm drifting. Um, I'm drifting. I'm drifting off cookies here. Let's go find out what is the number four Girl Scout cookie of all the spaces and all the times. Girl Scout cookie number four dough seeders, a.k.a. the peanut butter sandwich one. The number four cookie of all the times and all the spaces is the dosey dough, a.k.a. the peanut butter one. This is different than your standard run-of-the-mill peanut butter cookie because the cookie is an oatmeal one, not like a standard cookie cookie, if you know... If you know what I mean, the peanut butter filling is pretty good. It's not Reese's by any stretch, but it is good. This is a fine cookie. It's very, it's very crisp, as oatmeal cookies frequently are. I, are, are, why do I do that? Why do I go our instead of R? I'm going like R, like I'm a pirate. At any rate, this is a good cookie. It's a fun one. I enjoy it a lot. I'm a peanut butter fanatic, though. I'm like a peanut butter dude. I enjoy peanut butter flavors almost over all other flavors. One of my... One of my giant caloric vices is just eating peanut butter out of the jar. I can't help myself. When I when I walk by and I've got like even like the smallest, like the smallest rumble in my stomach, I'll I'll be in the cabinet eating like spoonfuls of Jif, spoonfuls of whatever. I I don't even really have a preference. Smooth, crunchy, I don't even care. I'll go for both. The dosy dough is creamy though. A crunchy dosy dough. That would be an interesting cookie. It's a nice it's a nice one. I myself, I do call it a dosy dough, but I do hear people call it the peanut butter sandwich one. I'm curious, what do you call it? What is your preferred name for the dosy dough? Do you go for the uh, natural name, the dosy dough, or do you switch it up? Call it the peanut butter sandwich one. I'm curious. Let me know. I don't got like a ton to say about the dosy dough. It's like a good cookie. It's just like an Oreo, but peanut butter flavored. I wonder if they make peanut butter flavored Oreos. They probably do. They have like every Oreo flavor under the sun. But I myself, I'm a bit of an Oreo purist. I just tend to stick with the uh, normal Oreo. As wild as I get is I'll go double stuff. I do like the double stuff Oreos. Out of the two Oreo flavors, the stuff and the Oreo cookie itself, I think that I prefer the taste of the Oreo cookie. But I seem to recall it having more, more of an Oreo taste when I was younger. Like that black 
charcoal taste that an Oreo has. I do seem to remember that it had a stronger flavor when I was younger, and I don't know if that's because they've changed the recipe, or if over the years you just kind of developed a tolerance for Oreos, so they don't seem as flavorful as they used to be. You're just used to how flavorful they are. Now it seems mundane. What they would have to do is, like, jack the Oreo flavor up to, like, twice the twice the standard for you to get your fix again. But that's how, that's how you get started being a junkie, dude. You don't want to be an Oreo junkie. Let's jump ahead and find out what is the number three Girl Scout cookie. Girl Scout cookie number three, Thin Mints, a.k.a. the one everyone always buys. The number three Girl Scout cookie of all the time in space is the Thin Mint. This is the one that everybody brings to work for some reason. If somebody's going to go buy some Girl Scout cookies to bring them in, the flavor that everyone will most go for is the Thin Mint. This is a popular cookie. I would almost, I would almost argue in some ways that it could be the number one Girl Scout cookie of all the time in all the space, just because of its, just because of its ubiquity. I think that if I were to think of Girl Scout cookies and picture them in my head, what I would picture is a Thin Mint. When they go and they branch like other products out based off Girl Scout cookies, like coffee creamers or ice creams and things, they they do tend to go for the Thin Mint. I'm much more likely to see like a Thin Mint ice cream than I am to see, for example, a Dosido ice cream. But I think that would be great too. Either one would be great. I would be happy with either, to be honest, to be real. But the Thin Mint's a great cookie, man. It is really great. It's nice. It's dense. It feels good when you bite into it. The cookie on the inside is crisp. The chocolate and mint on the outside is not too hard. It's just just a really, really great cookie. The problem with these for me is I could eat the whole roll. They come in rolls. A lot of Girl Scout cookies come in racks. You get like uh, set up like three or four racks inside your box. But the, the thin mints, to preserve their freshness, to preserve their perfectness, come in little uh, rolls like crackers. And they're just, they're great. I can eat a roll of these in like, in like a few minutes if I allow myself. And for the... For the sake of this episode, I did eat a rack. I ate a whole rack of chips, dude. Imagine going to to Vegas and playing poker with Thin Mints. You put them on your little rack. I can say, in all honesty, I have never sat at a casino table and played poker. Like, ever. Like, ever in my life. I've played video poker. I did play a couple hands of blackjack once. I won them both. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go. And I left. I, I thought it was a good time to get out. Why not just get out when you're ahead? I was up like 20 bucks. I started with 10, I left with 30. I was happy, I was fine. I I don't know, I just don't really have that gambling bone in me. It's kind of fun to gamble a little bit, but if I lose, I get mad. So I don't even, I don't even want to get involved past more than just like a couple dollars and quarters at like a video poker machine. It's not, not my thing, but if it was for Thin Mints, you might get your boy a little bit hooked in there. You might be able to get him, get those hooks into me if I'm going for Girl Scout cookies. This is this is fun. I'm having a good time talking about these cookies. I'm thinking about Thin Mints right now. I wish I had some. They're so good. They're so good. It's early in the morning as I'm doing this, and it's a little bit cold, and a Thin Mint would be, would be fun. Let's jump forward, find out what's number two. Oh, hold on. I'm actually, I'm, get, I'm getting, I'm getting word in my cans right now. We're going to play a commercial first. This is a commercial for Girl Scouts of America that ran in the 60s. It's super, it's super duper weird. Let's, uh, let's run that, and then we'll jump into the number two cookie. Let's go. Sometimes... You never know where you'll find a swinger. All around the world, every day, Girl Scouts are selling cookies and doing other stuff, too. Girl Scouts are helping people all over town, in all kinds of ways. They're helping their community and helping themselves. Girl Scouts are a new kind of swinger. Be a community swinger. 
The number two Girl Scout cookie of all the times and all the spaces in all the worlds is the Tagalog. The peanut butter patty is a great cookie. But first, that commercial is so weird. I found that on the internet. I found that on YouTube. I was trying to find like a Girl Scout cookie commercial from like the 80s or something like that. And I bumped into this one. And I just thought the whole thing, the whole tone of the whole thing was very, very, very strange and very off-putting. And in the commercial, it's not like anything weird is going on. They're just like the girls are at a party and they're like dancing. And then they're like, they're helping like old folks around the community, like cross streets and things like that. But it's, it's just weird. The whole tone is weird. The narration is really weird. That guy's voiceover is batty. I don't like that commercial at all, but I still felt like I should share it with you guys. Uh, the peanut butter patty is the one that's peanut butter and chocolate and it's soft. It is so great. I love this cookie so much. This is another one that if you give it to me, I could eat the whole entire box. That's one thing about Girl Scout cookies. There just doesn't seem like there's enough of them in the box. When you buy like a thing of Oreos, you get like a hundred. But when you buy a thing of Girl Scout cookies, you get like six. And the six is just not enough for me to get my fix of the peanut butter patty. Of the two, I do prefer the name peanut butter patty to the Tagalog or whatever it is. I, I have a hard time getting it out. It sounds like the the language, Tagalog. Is that what it is? It sounds like that's what it should be to me when I look at it and I see it in print. So I just prefer to say peanut butter patty plus triple P. It kind of has a nice alliteration to it. The PPP. The PPP. That's like the PP, the segment we have here in the show. Every other week. Good segment. Love it. With our pal, the sausage terrier. But the peanut butter patty is just delightful. It has a different kind of peanut butter that's in the dosy dough. It's softer. The dosy dough one is more of a, like a processed peanut butter. This one is more akin to like a Reese's peanut butter kind of peanut butter, where it's like soft and creamy, not really like real like peanut butter either, but still more of a realistic facsimile than the, um, the more like hard circle disc that comes on the, uh, the do dough. They're both great. I'm not talking any junk. I love them both. I would eat one right now if you put one in front of me. It would be gone right here on the air. I'd be smacking my lips and chewing away like a, like one of those ASMR, AMSR videos, whatever. Whatever they are, I cannot remember right now at the moment. This is a this is a hard episode. I am getting so hungry right now. Sometimes when I'm doing the um, American Pizza Man or one of these food things, I just start getting so hungry. Rhapsodizing over food just makes your stomach gargle like a mug. You're just like... I'm talking all these romantic words about food and about how delicious it is. And then you're just like, now I want to have some food myself. Not great when you're on a low calorie count, like your boy. It's going good though, as far as the low calorie count goes. I uh, was able to fit into a pair of shorts that I found in the back of my closet that I haven't been able to wear in a while. So I felt pretty good about that. Anywho, this is a super great cookie, the peanut butter patty. I wonder who this is named after, or is it just like a patty, like a peppermint patty? Not the character from Peanuts, the actual factual peanut butter patty like in York's. Is it a patty like that? Or is it named after some lucky soul named Patty? Maybe someday we'll find out, but more than likely, we never will. Let's jump ahead and find out what's the best, the number one cookie of all the time space produced by Girl Scouts. Then the number one Girl Scout cookie of all time and space is the Caramel Delight, AKA the Samoa. The Caramel Delight, a.k.a. the Samoa. I have never called it a Caramel Delight. I didn't even know that that was the name. It turns out that all these cookies have a.k.a.s like they're in the Wu-Tang Clan. Like they're, uh, like they're Noodles or Tony Stark. They all have these, these second names. I, I dig it, though. You don't want people to, uh, to know your, uh, government name, as it were. The Samoa is so great. If you like coconut, 
if you like caramel, if you like chocolate, I myself love all threes more than I love anything else in the world. This is the cookie for you. It is just so great. It is delightful. I was thinking about this. When I said that the Thin Mint is the one that people always bring to work, I said this to the wife. We were taking a walk. We're walking around the block, and I I said to her, you know, whenever you're at work, it's always um, Thin Mint. People always bring in a box of Thin Mint. No one ever brings in Samoas. I wonder if that means the Thin Mint is the number one cookie of all the times and all the space. She said, no. I think it just means that you keep the Samoas for yourself because they're just too good to share. And I'm like, you know, I get it, man. When you when you open up a box of Samoas at the house, I'm talking to her. When she opens up a box of Samoas, I want to eat them all myself. I don't want her to have any. I just want to chomp them all down. They're just so good. I love, I love coconut. I know a lot of people don't like it at all. And I get it. I know there's people out there who don't really like caramel. And I get it. It's chewy. It has kind of a weird taste. But I love both those things so much. I think coconut is just delightful. I love it with chocolate. I love it with caramel. This cookie, this cookie hits it on every single level for me, to be honest. In every way, it hits all the, all the things that I like. The chocolate is really nice. It melts in your mouth. It has a good flavor. The coconut's a nice flavor, too. Just, it all comes together and makes what I consider to be the greatest, most perfect Girl Scout cookie that there's ever been. I would like... I would like to hear what you guys have to say about this. If you have some opinions on Girl Scout cookies, I'm starting to wind down right now. I gotta go get uh, go get myself a Samoa and a Thin Mint and drink it with a cup of coffee. But if you guys have any thoughts about this, hit me up at IC Robots on the tweets. I would love to talk about Girl Scout cookies. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna uh, take a look at one more thing, one more weird thing that I have here. This is weird. It's it's weird. It's it's weird, but I think you're I think you're gonna like it. Let me uh let me cue that up and I'll play it, and then we'll be back in a. We'll be back in a sec with some with some thoughts on what you're about to hear. It's it's kind of weird. It's gonna I think it's gonna surprise you a little bit. Hold on, let me. Uh, here we go. This is uh, me again, Major League Baseball great Steve Balboni. I was listening to your show, and I uh, have a bone to pick with something you said. I see robots. I-, I hate to break it to you because you you seem like a nice guy, but Bigfoot is very much alive. Matter of fact, I'm planning an expedition into the Pacific Northwest that is going to prove that fact. Details forthcoming. Keep on swinging for the fences. All right. So that's super weird. That's really weird. If you if you don't know what he's talking about, on the last episode that I did, it was episode number sixty-eight. I I was just kind of I was casually talking about me venturing out into the woods, and I. I mentioned that I, I was hoping that I would see Bigfoot, but I I doubted that I that I would. Let me let me play that for you really quick, and then I'll I'll be right back. It's gonna it'll put it all into context. It'll make it all make sense, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk from there. I'm starting to think that there might be a pretty good chance that Bigfoot does not exist. I would like it if he did. I wish that he did. I think it's a far more interesting world with Bigfoot out there. But I, I wonder why no one's seen Homie in such a long time. You would think that like with the advent of cell phone cameras and stuff. That people would be getting snaps of him all the time. Because back in the day, I felt like people were getting snaps of him all the time. And they were just out there in the woods with a Polaroid camera. So, I don't know. I, I'm starting to doubt his existence, which is sad. I'd like to bump into the guy when I'm out there, give him a pound, give him a dap. Send him on his way, but it seems like every day there's less and less chance of that happening. So, it's with a heavy heart, I might have to say. Bigfoot, they reminisce over you.
See, there you have it. I was, I was a little, um, I was a little tongue in cheek. And, and Mr. Balboni, if you're, if you're listening right now, I, I know not whether Bigfoot is still with us or not. I hope that he is. I would love it. I would think that it would great. It, it seems, it does seem unlikely that he is, though. But the woods up in the Pacific Northwest, the woods up in Canada, the woods all around are very, they're very vast. So I guess. He could be out there. I haven't, like, searched all the woods. I, I don't know. You're you're probably more of a Bigfoot expert than me, so if you think he's out there, I'm going to go and just kind of... I'm going to go and assume that you might be right. I don't know, but, uh, thanks for calling in, but, um, that was a little, uh, a little different. I didn't I didn't realize that Major League Baseball great Steve Balboni, Steve Bye Bye Balboni, was, uh, such a, a Bigfoot proponent. That's... That's wild, but I guess we all have our interest, right? We all have things that we're into that people might not know that we are into. Like, like I myself, I enjoy reading. I don't know if you guys all know that. I like to read. I like to, uh, I guess that you guys honestly do know most of my hobbies. I can't really, I can't really think of any that you don't know. How about this? I have a snake. Do you guys know that I have a snake? I, um, inherited it from 2.0. She wanted a, she wanted a pet snake and she saved up her money and she got it. But then one day she was playing with it and it gave her a nip on her finger and she did not want it any longer. And now I have a snake. <laughs> I inherited it. But, uh, I think that you guys actually do know that. But, um, I, I gotta give it up to Steve Balboni for being an interesting, like, fully, uh, fully fleshed out, um, person instead of just being like a guy who whacks dingers out of major league baseball parks he has he has interest in encrypteds that's that's wild to me i i hope that we do hear more from you steve if you if you do in fact go out there and you do in fact have adventures in the woods please hit us up please call us and let us know what uh what's cooking with that that would be something i would definitely 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 like to know more about i think that I think that aside from that, though, we're gonna we're gonna have to get headed for the hills. This show is a lot shorter than I would have liked, but um, we're having we're having some very minor plumbing issues that are gonna have to um that are gonna getting taken care of like like very soon. The dude is on his way over here, and it's kind of it's just kind of throwing everything out of whack. The time that he's gonna be here doing the uh the work is the time that I normally work on the show, and I feel silly like uh being in here yelling into the microphone when he's out there like welding a pipe under my sink, but, uh, but we should, um, we should be back to normal, more or less, pretty soon, I think, I, I gotta take care of the house first, I'm sure that you guys can understand that, y'all take care of your lives first, before you take care of yelling into the microphone, so until we meet again, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off, this is episode number 70, do the time, don't let the time do you. E-L-E, that's right, E-L-E, what does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Everybody love everybody. Right, right there up on the wall. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.